welcome to the Become a Writer Today podcast with Brian Collins. Here you'll find practical advice and interviews for all kinds of writers. Hello there, this is Brian Collins from Become a Writer Today and welcome to this episode, How to Start a Journaling Habit, Lessons I Learned from Journaling Over 1 Million Words. This episode is actually a follow-on episode where I talked previously about my journaling habit. And it's also based on an article I wrote for Medium about this practice. And before I get into journaling, I just want to talk about Medium for a second. It's actually a great platform for writers of all types, but particularly for nonfiction writers. And one of the reasons why I love Medium is there's no technical challenges involved to publishing your work. All you got to do is set up an account and you can start writing straight away. And then Medium will start presenting your work in front of other users of Medium and you'll get instant feedback from these readers. And you'll also be able to see how many people read your articles and so on. So if you're interested in testing an idea for your book or for your blog, Medium is a great place to start. You've got nothing to lose and it's very easy to learn. And I've been using it actively for the last few years now. And it's something I really recommend you give a go. Now, my talk about Medium aside, let's get into this episode where I talk about journaling. Years ago, I hated writing and yet I wanted to earn an income from writing, publish a best-selling book and call myself an author. But instead, I avoided the blank page as if it carried the bubonic plague. I also wanted to build a career as a professional journalist so I could impress my college mates. But instead, I collected one rejection letter after the next and I had quite the pile. Every time I set out to write consistently, I failed. And then I tried journaling. This habit, which I practiced on and off for over 20 years, ignited my love for writing and it's helped me become a better person too. So let me explain. Several years ago, I had a job as a care worker in a residential home in the community in Ireland. And I spent my working days cleaning the care home, administering medication and teaching the residents how to shop and cook for themselves. Back then, the Irish government was busy bailing out banks. My friends were out of work. Ireland was bankrupt and my job was secure. Go me. Well, there was just one problem. I was terrible at my job. One night I came home to my wife and I said, they want us to be caretakers, cleaners, doctors, nurses, mechanics, personal assistants and more. And it's never enough. I feel like I'm going insane. You don't have to, my wife said. What do you mean? If you hate the job so much, why don't you just quit? That's a ridiculous idea, I said. I need a paying job. Why would you say something like that? I went upstairs to write about our argument, but instead I reread an old entry from my journal and I paused when I found this one. After I came home from work last Thursday, I sat in the car outside the house for 20 minutes in silence. When I managed to go inside, I could barely speak to my wife. It was all I could do to go straight to bed. Now, Einstein said the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting the same results. So after reading this journal entry and reflecting on what had happened, I decided to hand in my notice. While I was out of work, I read the journals of John Cheever. He's an American novelist who wrote entries almost every day in his journal. And he's also the type of writer I'd sacrifice small goats to. One night I came across this entry of his. To write well, to write passionately, to be less inhibited, to be warmer, to be more self-critical, to recognise the power of as well as the force of lust, to write, to love. That struck me as an ideal to strive for. 
I could almost imagine Cheever hunched over his battered yellow notebook, etching out one great story after another. And for a long time afterwards, when faced with a creative challenge, I visualised my old pal John Cheever and I asked him, what would you do? Now, I'm aware this makes me sound quite mad, but it's a creative process the American author Napoleon Hill recommends in his seminal book, Think and Grow Rich. In fact, he suggested keeping an imaginary counsel every night that you consult when you have a problem or need advice. He said, just before going to sleep at night, I would shut my eyes and see in my imagination this group of men seated with me around my counsel table. Cheever sits at my counsel table and so does the British author Virginia Woolf and the Russian writer Vladimir Nabokov. They all kept journals and it's quite the party. I've written about crazy science experiments. I've written about a secure job I quit. And I've even written about my romantic life from 20 years ago. And when I write things like this and turn it into something that I publish, it always surprises me. You see, for years, I was out of ideas for things to tell you about. I'd have rather have rubbed lemon in my eyeballs than sit at the blank page and bleed for an hour or two. So when I started journaling, I wrote about my day, who I met, what I did, what I said and what I learned. I wrote about the party where I drank too much. I wrote about the time I fell out with a best friend. And the more I wrote about it, the easier it got. My life didn't get easier, but I felt more relaxed about sitting down on the chair and putting one word after the next. And then one day I was full of ideas. I wrote a novella that no one bought. I'll be fine. And I wrote a book about productivity and one about creativity too. Now when I journal consistently, I've got more ideas than hours in my day. And when I don't, well, I've discovered that coming up for ideas to write about is a little like having sex. If you haven't done it in ages, it'll feel awkward and clumsy. So here's how you can manage to journal a little every day based on what I've done. Okay, so I've tried traditional paper-based journals and a password protected file on my computer, nosy parkers keep out, and even journaling apps. And I've kept journals about my personal life, professional life, and even my business. So what should you do? Well, here's the thing, both digital and paper-based journals are useful. With a digital journal, you can search old entries and never worry about losing anything. And with a paper-based journal, you're less likely to feel distracted from your practice by annoying notifications on social media. So I recommend trying both approaches for a week or two and then using what works. That said, here's my current practice. Most mornings I write a 200 to 300 journal entry before I start work. It takes about 15 minutes and I use an app from Mac called Day One. And on some mornings it's hard to write because I'm tired and under caffeinated. So what I actually did is I created a personal list of journal writing prompts and I used these for a long time. And these include questions like, What's on my mind? How should I have reacted in hindsight? How are things different now? What would I say to a younger version of myself? What am I grateful for? What do I value? Who helped me? Who can I help? What amazing things happened yesterday? And so on. And then when Sunday evening rolls around, I write a longer journal entry about what I learned during the week and the challenges I faced. Now, I got a little fed up last December with all these prompts that I came up with. So I actually bought a great book of journal writing prompts. It's called The Daily Stoic Journal by Ryan Holiday. And it contains journal prompts for each day of the year based on the practices of stoicism. So overall, I'm journaling about 2,500 words a week, which works out to over 100,000 words a year. You see, it's amazing what you can accomplish with just 300 words a day. 
And once every two or three months, I actually print out all these entries and I read back on them and I try and extract key lessons about things that worked and didn't work. I underline what I got wrong and ideas that I had which didn't work out or which I want to work on but forgot. In the case of my business, I reflect on what went well, what didn't work and what worked by writing a short summary in either day one or Evernote. Now, if you haven't started journaling yet or you don't feel like you're a dedicated journal writer, just remember you don't need to be a washed out journalist to get value from this practice. You see, journaling is kind of like having a personal therapist on retainer. And that's why I recommend it to people of all types. As a writer, it will help you express yourself, think ideas through and create a record of your life. And if you want to practice journaling, just write a short entry at the same time every day or even just once a week if every day feels like too much. The steps are one, pick your journaling tool of choice. Two, pick a topic to write about like your daily routine. Three, set a timer for five, 10 or even 15 minutes. Four, while writing, don't stop to edit yourself or edit for punctuation. And five, when the timer sounds, reread your entry and tidy it up. Sounds easy, right? Well, many people ask questions like, should I write my journal entries standing up or sitting down? Or when's the best time to write, in the mornings or the evenings? Well, look, these questions are just side attractions to the main event. John Cheever wrote in the afternoons and often after a drink. Virginia Woolf, on the other hand, wrote many of the other entries in the morning. And in her our writer's diary, she said, I find it hard to start writing in the morning, but the dejection lasts only 30 minutes. And once I start, I forget all about it. Look, remember, you can't get journaling wrong because it's a personal pursuit. And consistency is more important than your tools, timing or choice of furniture. What you can expect when you start journaling. Anger, jealousy, fear. That doesn't sound like much fun. You see, when I started journaling, these emotions surprised me. I thought I was a merry little camper and instead my entries are bleak and angry. At first, I found my negative thought patterns alarming and I even considered hiring a fancy therapist to help me work through my issues. But then I realized it's okay to leave negative thoughts in a journal because nobody else will read them. Plus, it's better to get negative ideas out of my head and leave them in a place where they can't fester. So if you're struggling with negative thought patterns while journaling, Finish up each entry by recording three things you're grateful for. After all, it's always nice to end on a high. Or don't. Journaling doesn't have any rules. After all, what you say in your journal is for you and you alone, at least at first. And you can decide later on if you want to turn it into something public that you publish on Medium, like I did with this essay, or if it's just something that you want to keep for you and you alone. Or if you just want to stick it in your wardrobe and forget what you ever said, that's fine too. Now. Here are the tools I recommend for journaling. You could use a notepad. You don't have to update it or worry about Wi-Fi. You could use the app Day One, which actually has an app for Mac and iOS, and that's what I use. There's the Daily Stoic Journal by Ryan Holiday, and I keep a copy of this on my desk. There's the Early Morning Pages by Julia Cameron, which is a guide to writing in the early mornings. You could simply use a password protected file in your computer. You could use an app like OneNote or Evernote and tag your entries. Or you could use WordPress and get really fancy and password protect journal entries that you write as private blog posts. So I hope you enjoyed this follow on episode where I got a little bit into more detail about how you can practice journal writing. Uh, if you don't feel like journal writing is for you, maybe consider writing short entries regularly on a social media network like Medium. Here's the key takeaway from this episode. 
you must be consistent in your writing practice. Whether your writing practice is a private practice that takes place in your journal or a public practice that takes place on a social media platform like Medium is less important than actually having a practice that you follow and stick to. Because when you do this, you'll improve at your craft, you'll get into the habit of expressing your ideas, and you'll gradually overcome many of the fears that new writers have when it comes to writing for the first time. I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. If you did, please leave a rating on the iTunes store. And if you want to accomplish more with your writing, please visit becomearitertoday.com forward slash join and I'll send you a free email course. Thanks for listening.